0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to Benzinga's Daily Stocks to Watch podcast, a place where you can get at least five trading ideas every single trading day, every morning, right around market open time. We're kind of like playing around with when we're doing the podcast, but it's gonna usually be around market open time. And we're gonna get you out the door with a little education with. About five or so trading ideas in just about ten or fifteen minutes or so. I just lost my camera mic. One sec. Whoa, oh, okay. <laughs> Whoa, here we go. Am I back?
1: Ah, uh-huh. I don't see you yet. This is interesting. You this is. Can, can <laughs> so oh, there we go. go. There we go. <laughs> there I am.
0: Ta-da. Let's see. Here, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna lose my my one camera. Let's try for the other camera. Sorry about that, folks. Not like you really need to see me, but we can't just have like a disembodied voice speaking to you, can we? It's good to see you, Brenty. That's always okay, good. Thank, to you, see thank it, so. you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. All right, here we go. Try this one more time. There I am. All right, it's gonna work now, folks. Not as fancy of a camera, but what can you do? We're gonna, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna bring Mike in here. He's kind of already, you know, in, but. What's going on, Mike? How was your weekend? How's, how's the start of your week going?
1: Yeah, it's going great. Happy Monday. Um, it's looking like a great week already. I mean, it's getting a little colder over here where I am. It was a nice, yeah. warm, sunny weekend and probably the last one of the year. So I relished in that and Good job. Starting to get wintry, I got to tell you.
0: <laughs> well, it snowed. It's it snowed in Detroit. I will tell you that. Oh, was, okay. Well, it's, <laughs> Mike, it's my Mike's, <laughs> Mike's face right there. He's just like, what? <laughs> Come on!" There it was like accumulation too. It's not like it snowed, really? and then it kind of just went away. It kind of stayed. It's not there anymore, but it <laughs> accumulated for like a good few hours on uh on Saturday and Sunday. Oof. A warning if you're on the East Coast.
1: Okay. It's all right. It's, you heard it here first, folks. This is not a stock prediction. <laughs> this is a weather prediction.
0: <laughs> today is Monday, November 14th, 2022. We're going to start off with a quick preview of the list we're going to go over. and Then we're going to jump into each of these a little bit more, get you some more depth of information, get you out the door to your trading, and I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. I, I started the podcast today without my cup, cup of coffee, and that's a big no-no, as I'm that's sure Mike can tell you. Our first stock to watch for the day is Amazon.com, A-M-Z-N. Stock to watch number two is Weibo. WB is the ticker. Number three is Dick's Sporting Goods, ticker DKS. Number four is a company called Morphosis. It's ticker M-O-R. And our last stock to watch for the day was our big winner, at least in pre-market action. It's Freight Technologies. And the ticker is F-R-G-T. Why you kick us off with our stocks watch list mike with amazon
1: yeah you got it amazon biggest e-commerce company in the world huge interesting story recently top story on the wall street journal monday morning was titled black friday deals arrived early for many shoppers this year i mean this is the classic retail play classic e-commerce yeah. the the whole cyber monday thing going on next monday i believe i don't think that's today right that's next monday So that's another big thing for Amazon. Black Friday is now just 11 days away. Can you believe that?
0: What? Wow. That probably, I'm sure I was not the only one exasperating there that Black Friday is 11 days (laughs) away. I think, isn't Monday like the Friday after Black Friday? Am I making that up? So I'm looking at my calendar. I I think it is. I think it is. But I'm just looking at my calendar, so that I mean, either way, I mean, we only have it's going to be in two Mondays. That's going to be Cyber Monday. But I mean, Amazon, you know, Amazon being such a large retailer in general, now Amazon's kind of like your 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 key, your like top go to idea. I think if we asked 100 people what's a what's a Black Friday stock, they they would a lot of them would probably say Amazon. What are some other? Do you have like another go-to Black Friday stock that you think about, Mike?
1: Mm, I think of I think of big big purchases. So I think of like Best Buy, you know, TVs, computers, home sound systems. Stuff uh, you want to Walmart trying to save money on. That's true. That's true. With it, with a with the economy the way it is with inflation, you know, maybe it's more Target and Walmart. Those kind of the lower initial Mm -hmm. price and the same discount you know maybe it's going to be the the more retail box stores that are already a bit in the discount that do well this year
0: i mean i i liked your initial response best buy ticker bby i feel like i think of i think of best buy if when i if i don't think of amazon i think i i think i think of best buy right away so i liked i liked your first response Second, second sock for the day is Weibo WB. I asked Mike before we started the recording, if he sort of like knew what Weibo was, I guess I was, you know, kind of assuming a lot of people understood what this was, but I, but I don't think that is a common conception. So Weibo is kind of like your, your Twitter slash Instagram in China. And I think it's, I think it's China's like largest social media platform. And I thought of this one today for a couple reasons. Uh, a big weekend news item this weekend, last weekend, was U.S. President Biden and Chinese President Xi meeting. They, they met in person to go over how to effectively reopen communication between the two nations. Um, you can kind of pick any big China consumer company kind of thinking about how to think of an, a trading idea when it comes to this meeting. But I picked Weibo because they are going to be reporting their earnings this week on Thursday. So I thought it was kind of relevant because of this weekend news item. I thought it was kind of relevant because of their earnings later this week. I
1: think it's interesting. Like you mentioned, Brent, I, mean, I, hadn't, I had no idea that Weibo was the biggest... Um like equivalent in Twitter and China and everything, and I definitely heard the name around, especially like thrown in with Alibaba, another like Chinese stock sure. to watch uh, mm-hmm. but it 's definitely interesting to actually learn more about what what the purposes it serves, and like you said that 's pretty big i don 't i correct me if i 'm wrong, but have it 's been a while since Biden and she have met, or have they even met before? is that i 'm not actually sure that 's a good question.
0: That's a good question. I I believe that they've had I believe they've had a phone call before, but I don't know. I don't know about an in-person meeting. Yeah, that's a good thought, Mike.
1: Wow. Well, anyway, moving on to our third stocks to watch for the day. We have Dick's Sporting Goods, ticker DKS, play on sporting goods retailer. You all know them. They're in most malls and strip malls. An analyst on retail focused Telsey advisory maintained an outperform rating on Dick's shares Monday morning ahead of company's quarterly results on Tuesday of next week. Um, So the analyst noted expectation for Dick's to beat quarterly sales amid continued demand for fitness and outdoor equipment and athletic apparel and footwear. We've seen an interesting trend of a big rise in popularity on fitness equipment, things selling out um, apparel and footwear and athleisure stuff is, is getting more popular again, especially you know, as we get towards the, the end of the year, this is an interesting trend. Do you think it's going to hold up?
0: I, I mean, obviously, you know, I think that something that boosted that trend was, was quarantine, was COVID. Um, you know, are a need for healthier living and, you know, more conscientious living going to go away? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, And obviously, you know, if we're if we're just talking about exercise equipment, you can you can get that at Dick's if we're talking about exercise apparel, you can get that at Dick's if we're talking about other kinds of sporting goods, you can get a lot of that stuff at Dick's. So yeah, I think it's kind of interesting that you're you're thinking about it that way, Mike, and just reading a little bit more from this Telsey note, the the Telsey uh, comment that Mike read was kind of, you know, pretty specific to the upcoming quarter. Zooming out a little bit, Telsey's kind of like overall thesis on Dix is a little more contained in this comment that I'm going to read here. We quote, we also believe Dix is gaining share through its unique assortment of national brands, differentiated private brands and e-commerce, which is helped by its off mall location. So I think something that's important to note here is, you know, I think, Mike, you and I are kind of thinking about this as more of like like dicks as a play on Dick's sporting goods the store, but it seems like this Telsey analyst is highlighting, you know, their other national brands that probably are at more locations than just Dicks. There are other, you know, differentiated private brands, et cetera. So uh, you know, I I like the ideas where, you know, you think about a stock or a company and you're like, oh, that company's kind of kind of played out. That company's kind of old. I like the ideas when A notable source, like an analyst, brings a name like that back into a little bit of the spotlight and sort of goes, yeah, this company's been around for a while, but they're doing a lot of things right. Our fourth stock to watch, we are on the fourth stock to watch for the day, is Morphosis. It's ticker M-O-R. When I sat down at my desk here this morning, I looked at my Movers tool on the Benzinga Pro platform It is a tool on Benzinger Pro that I, a lot of times on the podcast, talk about using every single day. It's a really quick way to see top gainers and top losers for a time period like pre-market or like just after the open. And Morphosis was our top decliner for the morning. Shares were down about 30%. This company is a partner of Roche. And Roche had some news today, this morning, that they have an Alzheimer's treatment candidate that had a couple different trials and the the treatment candidate did not meet the primary endpoint for those trials. That's going to be bad news if you are a biotech or a pharma investor that did not meet primary endpoint. And as such, it happens all the time when we have a bigger or a smaller partner announcing some news and their partner shares go down because of this, you know, good or bad news related to a drug candidate that isn't necessarily theirs kind of thing.
1: Now, in reference to like, you know, what you're saying, the the did not meet a primary endpoint, does that mean that the drug is pretty much unusable? It's not, it's, it's totally failed or is it kind of failed and not quite catastrophic or what does that mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. So last week we talked a little bit about, you know, what an FDA advisory committee committee panel of that adcom meeting is we talked a little bit about you know how that works and what that is that is um a little bit even less i said that is probably one of your top news catalysts when it comes to like biotech pharma companies that's probably really your second most news catalyst the first is when you get drug results from a company's trial and that's what happened here with this roche news Um, a primary. So, so to answer your question, Mike, uh, it, it doesn't mean that this is out the door. If, if a company's trial doesn't mean, doesn't meet a primary endpoint. And I'll explain what that means in just a second. If it doesn't meet a primary endpoint, it doesn't always mean that this is like the end of the line. Companies can absolutely go back to their trialing process, try to like adjust some things and keep pushing it through the pipeline. But, um, There are when these trials are set up, when you know Roche knew it was going to do a trial for this Alzheimer's treatment candidate, it set up some parameters that as the trial kept going through pre -pre clinical to phase one to phase two to phase three for each of these stops on the journey, they set up these parameters. And if the parameters are they set the parameters up because they feel the param- the parameter would be a gauge of effectiveness or efficacy. The parameter would be a gauge of safety. The parameter would be, you know, a, a next step in hitting the parameter or not hitting the parameter would be a next step on the path of this drug candidate. And when, uh you know, Roche set up this trial, they set up a primary parameter, something the main focus that they wanted to look at. And with the results here that happened, you know, just announced today, they did not meet that parameter. And so either, you know, Roche is going to make a decision here. Maybe they already made a decision. I didn't look at this press release. They're either going to go like, okay, we we can't continue on this drug candidate. The parameter was too far out of bounds. There's no way we can get to it. Or they can go back to their trial. They can adjust the parameter, see why it would make sense to be a little bit less, maybe, or a little bit more, and then like kind of keep pushing it through the process. I hope that wasn't too long of an explanation for no, you. No, that was
1: that was perfect. That was fascinating because that's that makes a lot of sense. So that it's you know the primary endpoint is like the the main goal they're aiming for, and if it didn't, sure. didn't quite reach that, you know that's that's uh, I think that's a good context to have. I think sometimes when you as a trader yeah. when you see you know some news about an fda stock or something that's an fda release and the stock tanks 50% or has jumped 60% it's like well what's what's really going on there like i can see it's bad news or good news depending right. on, on the stocks movement but but what does that actually mean so that's, And that's and
0: that's smart what you're doing looking at the stock let let the market help you interpret something and and you know i think it'd be remiss not to mention that there are secondary endpoints there's there's like one primary endpoint, but there are a number of secondary endpoints that are set. The secondary endpoints certainly matter for users' patients. Do the secondary endpoints matter for investors? Not really. No. I've I've seen literally like a handful of examples out of, you know, thousands where a secondary endpoint wasn't met and it moved a stock lower, for example. Definitely keep an eye on it, but like mostly look out for your, your primary endpoints. Awesome.
1: Awesome. We just all learned something today, folks. If you didn't, if you didn't know about biotech and <laughs> endpoints, then that's, you just got a that's, nugget there. That's
0: an advantage of the stocks to watch. Yeah. That's why, like, like yeah. I always say, maybe, maybe you take one of these ideas and you invest in it or you make a trade in it, or maybe you decide it's nothing good for you as far as a trader and investment, but you get some darn good education.
1: Heck yeah. Moving on to our last stock to watch for the day, Freight Technologies, ticker FRGT. It's the exact opposite. It's Monday morning's big (laughs) winner. The company's stock was initiated for coverage by analyst firm Chardon with a buy rating and a $2.25 price target. The firm's new price target represents potential upside of nearly 500%. Yeah, this is like like a-
0: massive. (laughs) It's like a 50 cent stock right now, so-
1: and low float about 8 million shares. I mean, it doesn't get more momentumy. We're looking at 173% this
0: morning. Is that right? Oh, my Lord. Wow. And 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 so this is this is our momentum name for the day. I think yes, it had news. Yes, it had a new buy rating. Maybe the first analyst. That's what that phrase that you said, Mike, is initiated for coverage. That just means that an analyst at a firm is beginning coverage, kicking off coverage. Maybe this was the this, the company's first buy rating. The price target of two twenty five definitely you know not helping that upside here this morning. But I mean, this thing's going because. I, I, in my opinion, because it's a low float name that did have, you know, kind of this news catalyst. Uh, We did have the note from uh, Chardon and and real quick, you know, what what does this company do? So I hadn't heard of this, but it makes sense. I can imagine what what this is. They are a technology company. It looks like they have created this app called Freight app, and it basically helps companies Make shipping more transparent and efficient. That's what the company describes itself. From the Chardon note, an interesting little tidbit here, and this is where this idea gets good. The Chardon analyst said entering 2022, the freight app marketplace had amassed about 2,400 carriers versus a total addressable market uh, estimated to be in the hundreds of thousands, with scalable technology coupled with an estimated One trillion North American total American uh, total addressable market for freight. We project adding more participants to the freight app platform will fuel a sales growth of around 45% per year, going up to 2025. This analyst is spec is expecting uh, sales close to 100 million dollars by 2025 from the company's partners, clients using that freight app. So yes, a momentum name right now. Yes, a penny stack right now. At least one analyst here saying that this company has some pretty good potential over the next three or four years or so.
1: I mean, that's a massive $2.25 price target. Is this going to be an acquisition? You know, maybe, uh, maybe Google is going to be like, oh, we want to get into freight automation. Buy them out at uh, $1.50 a share while it's cheap or something. Who knows? It's like, these are fun to watch when they, when they pop like this and there's some <clears throat> things going on. I would expect some, some new coverage from other sites and maybe even sure. Benzinga too. Like this is now sure, a, sure. a stock that's yeah, on yeah. people's radar.
0: And, and I think it's, you know, like, like, are you being optimistic, Mike, saying like, you know, is this, you know, potential takeover target? I think so, yes. But you, you absolutely want to consider these kinds of ideas. You, you want to get these things on your radar early and watch them. And, you know, maybe you spend a little bit of time on them each each week or each month, just kind of checking in with them. But who knows? Maybe in a maybe in a year or two. Yeah, maybe there's another company that kind of takes a look at this thing and goes, ooh, this is a technology. This is a software company. This is kind of interesting. Cool point there, Mike. That is going to wrap it up for our stocks to watch list today. Ladies Art the week off here. On a Monday, we're going to be back four more times this week with four more At Least 5 Trading Idea podcasts. Hope everyone has an excellent start to their week out there. And good luck, folks.
1: Happy Monday, you guys. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you tomorrow.
2: Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline?